Hello, and welcome to Jokestrap, the podcast with Wes Hoffman. Here, Wes will talk about various things, including life as a comedian and his love of sports. Hence the name, Jokestrap. There is no set schedule for this podcast, so if you end up liking an episode and want to hear more, just follow it on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes, and we'll see you there. For now, enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Wes Hoffman. Can you believe it? It's another episode of Jokestrap. It's number 61, baby. Uh, it is Monday, December 30th, 2019. It has been a long time since I've done a episode. I realize that a lot has been uh, going on uh, in the life of Wes. So since the last episode, I've actually uh, moved. I uh, now live in Sacramento. Uh, moved here in the beginning of November, and uh, so far so good. Enjoying it. Got a new uh, day job. Um, so far so good. Enjoying it. Uh, got a new apartment. So far so good. Enjoying it. And yeah, everything is going pretty well so far. So good. Enjoying it. Uh, to sum things up. But yeah, so that that happened, so taking a while trying to settle in to both where I'm living and also to where I am now working during the day. Um, Did one comedy show so far since I moved here. Um, I did one at Laughs Unlimited on November 20th. Um, Carlos Rodriguez, um, the guy who actually booked me for the show at the A's game a while back, um, reached out to me and had me do a show there at Laughs Unlimited. Uh, unfortunately, kind of a small crowd turnout wise, but still fun and still good to meet uh, some more comedians that I hadn't met before at that show at Laughs Unlimited. Uh, next month, I'm going to be going to a Sacramento Punchline uh, January 15th. I will be there. So, slowly but surely, getting on some shows in the area around here, uh, meeting some new people and networking. It's like kind of almost starting from scratch all over again, uh, building my way up again, but kind of not also not really because I do know some of the comics in this area already from uh, being a producer myself back in the day. Um, so, so yeah, but anyway, exciting nonetheless. Uh, happy to be li- living here in Sacramento where I can actually afford rent and afford to live by myself, and that's nice. Um, it's nice to be able to come home and just, you know, do whatever you want kind of thing and, uh, not have to worry about other people's schedules and worry about someone else watching TV, worry about somebody else having somebody over and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so that's what's been going on mostly, uh, uh, in the sporting world, though, uh, a lot has been happening since my last episode. Uh, I mean, primarily, we got to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and the um, craziness involving them. I mean, nobody, I don't think, expected them to go 13-3 and uh, for this season. Uh, going into this season, I think I said, oh, 8-8 eight eight would be a good season. Well, they far exceeded those expectations of mine. Um, I actually went to uh, the game on December, uh, I believe it was the 15th, December 15th against the Atlanta Falcons. 
Um, I was lucky enough to go to the game with some fellow comedians, uh, Arturo Regoza, Chris Nasco, and Paul Conyers. We all went to that game. Unfortunately, the Niners lost in the final seconds of that game um, to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, But I think maybe that game kind of woke them up a little bit too because it was a game that they probably shouldn't have lost. Uh, A lot of missed opportunities in that game. And since then, they seem to have cleaned up their act a little bit at least. Um, Jimmy G especially. Jimmy Garoppolo, their quarterback, uh, coming through in some big situations. Last night, uh, the last game of the regular season for the NFL, uh, they had a Sunday night matchup against uh, the Seattle Seahawks, um, and it was another last-minute down-on-the-wire game. Uh, Luckily, the Niners were able to stop uh, the Seattle Seahawks like right at the half-yard line, uh, that close to Seattle winning the game, but uh, Greenlaw... Uh, the rookie for the Niners coming up with a huge tackle at the goal line and uh, preventing the Seahawks from winning in the final seconds. So the Niners end up getting the first seed in the division and also get the first round by next week, next week, which is huge for them because now they'll be a little bit more rested and ready to go. They'll get to play at home. There is a 50-50 chance they're going to be playing Seattle again. Oh, uh, uh, in that first uh, playoff game that the Niners have at home, uh, which is scheduled for January 11th. Uh, Seattle is going on the road to face Philadelphia, so the winner of that game is going to be plays, playing the 49ers, I think. Or I don't know how it works. If Seattle wins that game anyway, they're playing the 49ers in San Francisco. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that happens. I'm kind of rooting for Philadelphia, to be honest. Kind of tired of playing Seattle. Seattle uh, did something that uh, was kind of surprising uh, leading up to the game against the 49ers. They signed uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, who hadn't been in a football game in, like, I think they said 14 months. He was the last time he played in the football game. Uh, the last time he played with Seattle was in 2014. He had some great seasons with them. Anyway, everyone claimed he was in shape and ready to go, but he was pretty much, for the most part, he was a non-factor last night. Um, he did get one touchdown run, but it was like a half-yard run, and he just jumped over the pile, which he is known to do a lot, or was known to do a lot before, so it wasn't really surprising. But... Um, I mean, it got Seattle fans excited, but that's about it. He, I don't think he played more than two plays in a row at all during the whole game. So to say he was in shape, I don't know. might have been an overstatement, really. Um, but anyway, uh, it wasn't really much of a factor. Um, I just think it's weird, like with the NFL, that they allow, peop- allow teams to sign a player like that, like the... The reason the Seahawks did is because they had injuries and stuff like that. But I feel like you should have to bring someone up from your practice squad or something like that. Someone that's been with your organization. Give them a shot to play uh, when that happens. Uh, I don't feel like you should be able to just sign someone out of the blue like the last week of the season and have them be able to play in the playoffs and stuff like that. That just doesn't seem right. I don't know. It doesn't seem earned in my, my opinion. 
I mean, who's to say that they weren't talking to Marshawn the whole season and, like, uh, saying, hey, just be ready in case we need you at the end of the season. We'll sign you to a deal. Because that's all they did. They signed him to the rest of the season, a contract for the rest of the season. It's nothing beyond this season, which seems seems ridiculous to me. Why not give a, someone on the practice squad a chance? You never know. Um, give one of these people that are actually playing their butts off, like, every week. Yeah. I don't care. It's the Seahawks. Who do what do I care? I just want them to lose uh, against Philadelphia. Now, if there's any Seahawks fans listening to this podcast, and you're probably like, wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, you're not mentioning the missed uh, pass interference call against the Niners at the end of the game. And yeah, okay, I understand. There was a play where uh, Fred Warner uh, grabbed a. Seattle uh, receiver towards the end of the game. There was a ball thrown to him, and pass interference wasn't called. Uh, Seattle was out of timeouts, so they couldn't, like, call a timeout and ask for the refs to review it, and the refs never did review it. Um, Seattle was hoping they would, but they didn't. Um, During the course of game, a team can challenge one pass interference play per game, but since Seattle didn't have any timeouts left, they were unable to challenge it. Plus, it was under two minutes, which I believe the rule is still all challenges have to come from the officials. So there was nothing that could be done there. And uh, I guess after the game, the referees said they couldn't see it. Uh, They didn't see the (laughs) pass interference, even though on the reviews, uh, yeah, it was a blatant pass interference call. But to the Seattle fans complaining about that, uh... I remember a many a time <laughs> playing us, uh, playing the 49ers or playing any other team where Seattle defenders would hit the receiver prior to the receiver catching the ball and get away with it numerous times. That's what made the Legion of Doom so good. Um, that's what they called the those guys in the defense for the Seattle Seahawks back then. Uh, that's what made the Legion of Doom so good is they were uh, able to get away with these things on defense. So, hey, the Niners getting away with a, a call for a change, we'll take it. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to some 49ers football in the playoffs again. It's been a while. So nice turnaround from last year, going 4-12 and uh, to 13-3 and this year. Uh, so great season. Hopefully they can keep it going. Um, and other sporting news. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, uh, kind of not doing, I mean, they're all right. They're not, no, they're not all right. They're pretty bad this year. <laughs> um, but they have a lot of injuries. Uh, Clay Thompson's hurt. He'll be out probably all season, even though there's some hope he might come back midseason. But I don't see any reason at this point to rush him back. I would just give him the whole season off. Steph Curry is out with an injury now, too. Uh, so those are your two main guys gone. Uh, they do still have Draymond Green, even though he did miss some time at the beginning of the season. And they got D'Angelo Russell, so Russell's their top scorer right now. Um, uh, as of the past week or so, they've been looking a lot better. They did win a game against uh, the Houston Rockets, so that was surprising. Uh, on Christmas Day, it was sort of a Christmas miracle. Uh, they won that game, so that was impressive. And... Uh, uh, I think they had a four-game winning streak at one point, so that was the highest win streak of the season. So the younger guys are starting to gel together a little bit, but, yeah, they still have a long way to go as a team. 
And, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, here in Sacramento, the Warriors play second fiddle to the Sacramento Kings. The Kings get all the love here. It's their area, so it makes sense. Um, so my opportunities to see the Warriors play here are not as much. I can only watch them when they're on NBA TV or ESPN or something like that. Unless I wanted to buy, you know, one of those NBA League passes just to watch the Warriors, which I don't. I know they have them, I think, team-specific, so you don't even have to buy the whole package. You could just buy it for, the, for your team, but that's okay. I, I got my, uh, <laughs> I'm busy enough, I guess, as it is. Um, plus, still got the San Jose Sharks. They show the Sharks in Sacramento. Uh, speaking of the Sharks, man, I can't figure them out. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, uh, one month they're good, one month they're bad, one month they're good. They just got their second win of the season just last, or not of the season, sorry. Their second win of this month just last night. So um, if they're lucky, they'll get a third win of this month tomorrow night uh, when they play the Red Wings on New Year's Eve. But, uh, but yeah, uh, it's been weird. Um, a lot of it, uh, I think, does fall on Redeem Simic, uh, their defender. Uh, he missed a good portion at the end of last season, and the team kind of fell apart. Then he was uh, back at the beginning of the season. They looked good. He was gone. They looked bad. He was back again. They looked good, and then he was gone again. <laughs> so he just needs to stay healthy, and maybe maybe that's the key. Maybe it is just one guy, Redeem Simic, on defense. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the Sharks, they look they look really good. Uh, last night they won convincingly, uh, six to one against the Philadelphia Flyers. Granted, the Philadelphia Flyers never really play well in San Jose, but it was just good to see the Sharks come out and score a lot and get it done. Uh, so hopefully they can keep it going. Uh, my buddy of mine, Jeremy, uh, was saying that if the Sharks don't make the playoffs this year, we might see the general manager Doug Wilson get fired. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's a possibility. We've already seen uh, the San Jose Sharks coach, uh, Pete DeBoer, get fired. Because, um, you know, someone's got to be uh, held accountable, even if it's not the correct person. they got they got to hold someone accountable when your team's doing that poorly. So, um, anyway, uh, I don't think it was Pete DeBoer's fault, but it is a business. It happens. So, um yeah, hopefully the Sharks can keep uh, improving on uh, their showing last night against the Flyers and just keep uh, doing better. Uh, that would be good to see. Anyway, um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much uh, what's been going on sports-wise uh, since the last episode. Uh, we have had some uh, big signings in Major League Baseball this off season, so that's good to see. Last off season, there was, like, nothing. It was, like, dead till the end like we were waiting for Bryce Harper and um, Manny Machado to sign with teams and then we had to wait for like a month into this season before Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell signed with teams but uh, this se- this offseason there's been a lot of moves a lot of money being spent on players um, some big contracts include uh, I don't remember the money <laughs> For all these guys, but uh, uh, Madison Bumgarner left the Giants for five years, 
and 85 million to go to the Arizona Diamondbacks. That was a bit surprising. Um, I'm, I heard that the Giants offered him a deal that was better, but he left anyway. Um, my friend Sean says, well, it's probably because the Diamondbacks want to win. Good point. Uh, or Mad Bum wants to win also. Uh, good point. Um, I'm not surprised he stayed in the National League because I know he likes to hit. So, um, Dallas Keuchel, the guy who took forever to sign last offseason, signed a deal uh, with the Chicago White Sox. So he'll be back in the American League um, after spending a season with the Braves. Uh, the White Sox have been making some moves. They also signed uh, Edwin Encarnacion. Um, and uh, their team is slowly but surely uh, starting to look better on paper. They also got a Gio Gonzalez uh, pitcher who uh, originally uh, was with the Chicago White Sox organization, never appeared in the majors with them, but now they got Gio Gonzalez back in the fold. Um, so they're slowly but steadily uh, looking to improve on the south side. Um, Anthony Rendon is no longer with the Washington Nationals, who, by the way, won the World Series. I don't I don't think I've done an episode about that. So, yeah, the Washington Nationals are the World Series champions. Uh, Steven Strasburg was the MVP of the World Series. He signed a new deal with the, uh, Washington to stick around, a uh, seven-year contract. Um and uh, then Anthony Rendon, the third baseman for the Nationals, ended up uh, signing a new deal, but with the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, so he'll be playing third base in L.A. for the Angels, if you could call it L.A. I don't. I call it Anaheim because that's what it is. But on paper, they still put L.A. So, um, so yeah, it'll be uh, interesting uh, to see how that goes and everything. Um, the Angels, I think, still need some pitching. Uh, uh, they were going to go after Garrett Cole. Uh, that was the, everyone expe expected Garrett Cole to be, uh, headed to LA, either the Angels or the Dodgers, because that's where he's from. But got to realize players don't always want to go to where they're from. Everyone was kind of thinking Mike Trout might leave the Angels and sign, uh, with the team closer to his home too, like the Phillies, but that didn't happen. Um, Ah, excuse me. But, um, but yeah, that didn't happen. So, uh, Mike Trout, of course, signed a long-term deal with the, stick around with the Angels basically the rest of his life. So, um, Garrett Cole ended up signing with the Yankees. That's the biggest free agent signing this offseason, uh, because Garrett Cole's been pretty much dominant, uh, uh, for these last, this last season and before with the Astros. Um, he made a lot of money. Uh, highest paid pitcher in baseball now is Garrett Cole. We'll see if that plays a role, has an effect on him, on his mechanics, on uh, what he does. He is playing in New York. It's going to be tough. New York is tough on their on their on their players. You see guys like Sonny um, uh, Gray getting traded in New York. Everyone was like, "Oh, this great," and then Sonny didn't do so well. Uh, got sent to Cincinnati, and then all of a sudden he's better again. So there's something about playing in New York. Um, also making a lot of money. There's something about that. Sometimes guys like uh, Barry Zito, for example, was the highest-paid pitcher in baseball by the Giants. 
and then he was no longer the Barry Zito people were used to. It kind of got to his head, like, you know, the whole, you've got to be the best now because you're getting paid to be the best kind of thing. So it could be a mental game. So we'll see what kind of uh, impact this might have on Garrett Cole and the Yankees. Uh, we'll see if uh, paying him all the money um, turns out to be a good thing or not. Um, but, yeah, so those, that's just some of the offseason moves that have happened in baseball. It's just good to see that there's progress on the last two seasons because um, uh, it was pretty boring the last two offseasons with no signings at all uh, being made. Uh, there is some talk, though, in terms of money uh, with Major League. Now, Major League has ha- has had the highest revenue, I guess, in the past season. So they've made the most money last season out of in a long time. But they're still complaining about money, uh, mostly when it comes to the minor leagues. Uh, the commissioner has even gone as far as to threaten to get rid of the minor leagues completely, which would be stupid because um, minor leagues make a lot of money. Uh, you're not even paying the players that much in the minors. Um, and that's where there's a big argument. Uh, minor leaguers and others and fans really are saying, well, these minor leaguers deserve to be paid more. And it's like the commissioner doesn't want to have anything to do with it, doesn't even want to talk about it. So he just says, oh, uh, we could just get rid of the minor leagues completely, uh, which would be dumb. Uh <laughs> First, he was talking about, oh, they might get rid of, like, 10 teams or something. But now he's talking about (laughs) the thought of, like, getting rid of the minor leagues completely. How are you going to develop players? Uh, It's pretty stupid. Plus, they're good, like, family outings and stuff like that. They're good for the kids. Minor leagues are. You get to be more up close, more personal with the team. And I don't know. it It would be stupid to get rid of minor league baseball, in my opinion. A lot of towns thrive on their minor league teams. Uh, Sacramento actually being one of them, I would think. Uh, Sacramento River Cats, uh, originally the A's affiliate, now Giants affiliate, uh, but they've always drawn pretty well. It's always been something to do. Um, it's no longer really Field. They're changing it to Sutter Health Field or something, but I'll still call it really Field because that's what I remember it as. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of like drama going on with the whole minor league uh, system. Hopefully it doesn't pan out to be really anything. Hopefully it's just talk by the commissioner. Uh, it just doesn't seem like he's a fan of baseball. It's I don't know the, some of the stuff he says. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much all I got to say uh, sport-wise. Uh, we're all set. Um, just letting you all know I'm alive. I'm here, and I'll try to be back more often, but, you know, life happens, stuff happens. Uh, I will recommend a movie I saw today. I watched Knives Out. Uh, so if you are looking for a movie to see at the theaters, Knives Out is pretty good. I was impressed. I liked the acting. It was good. Also, I have a little holiday break here. Got a couple days left, but... uh um. On my holiday break, I've uh, also caught up on a show on Amazon Prime called uh, The Man in the High Castle. If you're looking for a good show to watch, uh, it's uh, science fiction. And I'm usually not into science fiction, but the show I really enjoyed. It's uh, four seasons long. 
Um, I caught up on the last two seasons that I hadn't watched yet over the weekend, and uh, I really enjoyed the show. Um, so that could be worth checking out. Um, for me, it was easier to watch the show with subtitles because there's some uh, dialects that can be kind of hard to understand, and I wanted to make sure I was catching everything that was said, so I watched it with subtitles. It didn't um, distract me from the viewing of the show, though. Sometimes when I watch shows with subtitles, I have a hard time paying attention to the acting, but uh, with this show, I was able to do both, so uh, yay on me. Anyway, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much all that's going on. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, if you want to see me on January 15th, I'll be at the Punchline. I could get some discounted tickets for you if you're interested. Just shoot me a message. Let me know your name. I'll put you on a list, get you in for $10 as opposed to, I believe, the regular price is 17 So, yeah, just send me a, send a message my way. Let me know if you want to be on that list for the Sacramento Punchline January 15th at 8 p.m. All right. Thank you all very much. I'll see you next time. Bye.